Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Signs. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back to another episode and we are still in the month of love. So I do not want you to listen to this until you have a cup of tea in your hand, a cup of coffee, your favorite type of drink, a candle lit, and you have a nice cozy environment because you are going to want to be ready for this episode. We're going to talk all about the pleasures of self-love. So I want to talk about recreating self-pleasure, how we view it, how we experience it. I want to talk about slowing down, creating and putting some intention behind self-pleasure time. So grab your notebook if you don't have one. Are you just beginning your self-pleasure journey? Because you're never too old to begin this journey, so just be aware that it is totally okay if you are older and you are just starting to realize what self-pleasure is. No shame, no harm in anything. So self-pleasure is something I believe that needs to be normalized. A lot of people experience shame and guilt when it comes to self-pleasure. Oftentimes, this shame and guilt stems from a lack of information, a lack of permission, being told it's sinful or harmful or hurtful to your body. So I do want to say that there is a huge difference between masturbating and self-pleasure. I think that this is very not understood. I like to think of masturbating as like a mindless, quick self-act. So yes, it brings pleasure, but self-pleasure brings presence, awareness, a connection between the body, mind, and soul. It's slow, it's mindful, and it's also pleasurable. So just think about it. When most women masturbate, they most likely aren't doing it to get in touch with their body. They're just horny, they're stressed, etc., and they want that instant release of pleasure. So self-pleasure is essential for women, especially with PCOS and sexual trauma. It has greatly helped me as well. It's essential because when we endure trauma, there's a huge disconnect from the mind and body We lose touch with our bodies, so it allows you to slow things down so that you can explore your body at your own pace. Maybe feeling different erogenous zones, finding things that feel good and feel right. It just helps you to reconnect back to your body. So you should commit to an endless amount of your erotic and expressive feminine energy with special practices like yoni eggs, yoni wand, yoni steaming, yoni sunbathing, or yoni dearmoring. For those of you that don't know, a yoni is a Sanskrit word for the womb matrix. It's not just the vagina, it's not just the uterus, but everything that works together down there to make life and to reproduce it. The yoni is not just to reproduce either. You can also produce dreams and desires and intentions from this space, not just our dreams, but also men who deposit into you. You are also incubating those dreams as well. The Oni is like an energetic portal, so anyone around you can also incubate those dreams. 
So say you're around other people who have aspirations, you can put your hand over your yoni and your womb area and just tune in and really figure out like what the message is trying to tell you. So this is a great way to build trust with yourself and your body. It will also eliminate going around trying to fill your missing voids with people and or material objects. So you have to be able to touch yourself in ways no one else can. My journey started when I really started to explore my self-pleasure. This is what really kick-started my shadow work journey of looking at old patterns and not judging them. Just sitting there with them and accepting them with compassion and kindness and love and being like, this is truly a part of who I am. I am a sexual assault survivor and that has really taken my power and my voice away I was stuck in like this trauma cycle of my body felt like it needed to feel how it was when it got sexually assaulted. And this is very common for survivors. And I want you to know that you're not alone. This is normal, but we are also in charge of changing that normal into something that is our own power and we can take it back. So I was pretty much stuck in the cycle of making myself feel the same way as I did when I got sexually assaulted. And then I would experience the shame and guilt again. And then it would just be this constant cycle because basically I would be like, oh, I need to feel this way. So I'd go sleep with someone and then I'd feel a constant shame and guilt. And then it would just be this continuous cycle. So it led me to cheating on multiple partners. And I was actually mad at myself because I had no idea why I was doing this. So survivors of sexual assault are put into situations where we aren't able to say no. And in my case, I was dating a boyfriend at the time. I was never allowed to say no. It was all about him and his pleasure and what felt good for him. So when I started to explore my body and got in touch with it, I could feel the confidence in my power being regained. This was my version of taking my power back. I realized like, oh my gosh, I do get to own my body and pleasure myself and it's okay. And this is not sponsored at all, but there's just an amazing woman who has completely changed my entire life when it comes to pleasure. And her name is Jasmine. She owns Sacred Women. If you guys haven't checked it out, you definitely should. She's actually who I get most of my toys from, my Yoni eggs, Yoni steaming kits, etc. Her like willingness to share the insides of her soul with the world is so inspiring. She's so knowledgeable in everything that she does. She is just like amazing. I will reach out to her if I have questions or concerns. She's just breaking the stigmas of like periods and taboo pleasure topics. And she's wonderful. I literally can go to her with like the craziest questions and she will answer them without any judgment at all. So I absolutely love that about her. I found her on TikTok and I was actually weirded out when I found her. She was painting with her blood from her menstrual cycle. And it wasn't until I tuned into that resistance and uncovered like what was truly underneath that resistance. Like, why did I look at this that way? And it was honestly just the fear of like getting to know my own body, having an open mind. And then that's when my life changed when I was like, okay, 
let me try and see this perspective. I think she made a video where it was like, we don't get grossed out by animal blood, but we're always grossed out about period blood. And that's when I was like, oh my God, she's totally right. Like, why is it like this? Like, this is coming from my own body. And so, yeah, that's when I really started to get in touch with like blood and my body and just everything overall. She is just truly amazing. I definitely want to do a podcast with her more about pleasure. Pleasure is not my expertise. So if you guys have a question, definitely go to her. This is just something that I personally have worked on in my journey. But it is also something that I help support people in my one-on-one containers. So if you're looking for support in this aspect, I can definitely help you one-on-one in my one-on-one containers and coaching and go into all about different pleasure activities and stuff like that. So let's dive into what a self-love session could look like. So first, you need to create a sacred space. So bringing all of your senses to life. This is part of the erotic experience. So you could have, you can light a candle, you can bring some incense, you could spread some flower petals, you could play some music. Choose music and songs that your body are in love with and just dive into the beauty of it and sing or dance your heart out. Take a warm shower, a bath. Number two, you need to indulge in yourself. So release all expectations that you have or the negative thoughts that are going through your head, or maybe have a journal next to you and write down all those negative thoughts. And later you can sit with yourself and be like, where did these come from? And just focus on like caressing your skin and your body with curiosity and like release the judgment. Just caress your skin and your body everywhere from head to toe, not missing any spots, just really being there and feeling everything. Pleasure your senses through smell, touch, sight, taste, and do it slowly. Slowly is really the key to self-pleasure sessions. That way you're intentionally there, you're feeling everything, and you're doing it appropriately. You could also do apiyanga, which is an Ayurvedic technique on yourself. And I will link a video on how to do this down below. Just know that the video is sped up to show everything, but this massage is meant to be slow to make sure that you're present. You can also explore your body and your temple, maybe experiencing with different breathing techniques, breathing deeply, giving your body permission to show you how to breathe instead of you forcing it through your nostrils, like observe and receive the pleasure. Use your voice and move your body sensually, especially your hips. Women, we store a lot of trauma in our hips. So this is really important to move your hips. There is no right or wrong way. You just move them however your body is willing to move them in that moment. You can say things like, I love you so much. I'm here for you. Thank you so much, body, for all you do for me. Like just encouraging and open-minded. Relax and be with yourself. There's honestly no right or wrong way to do this. As I mentioned before, I recommend giving yourself a hug or placing one hand over your womb and the other over your heart to thank yourself for the beautiful session that you just had at the end. This is not intended to like orgasm. It's honestly just to get to know your body. And if it leads to an orgasm, that's wonderful and amazing. But just know that that's not the true intention of self-pleasure sessions. You could honestly get pleasure by dancing to your favorite song and just touching your body all over. It does not have to include an orgasm at all. So when you work with the walls of your yoni, you can find 
release and surrender. You can find pain. You can find tension. And you can breathe into these roots and emotions. And feelings can arise. Emotions can arise. So this is a great ritual. And this is called Yoni de-arming. This is one of the methods that I mentioned above. And that really helps you to look at what you're still holding in your roots. This is very important to learn how to do when you are really learning about your body and just like releasing the trauma that you're holding down there. Now, what if you're in a relationship? It is perfectly okay to schedule self-pleasure dates. Don't go into the other room or do it right next to your partner. That is just like a sense of betrayal in my world. Um, but every relationship is different, so do as you please. Um, but you guys can schedule days and times for your own personal good and your partner can leave the house. Maybe that's when they take the kids to go to the park for an hour or they go take the kids to watch a movie. Your partner can have their own outside self date. Maybe they just go to lunch for like an hour and a half or something and then you guys switch or maybe you guys have different days and you work it out. There's multiple different ways to do this. And here are some reasons why you should self-pleasure even if you're in a relationship. Number one, self-pleasure helps you meet your own needs. It's important to stay in tune with your body and know what's going on so that you can communicate that to your partner when you guys make love. This is also important because you need to know your body. When you get to know your body, um, maybe like a self-pleasure session without them is just like looking at like the different parts of your body with a mirror. I don't know many women that have done this, but it is very crucial Um, You should know what your vagina looks like. I don't think a lot of times we are looking down there, but this is important. You need to know what your vagina fluid looks like during different periods of your cycles, or if you don't get cycles because you have PCOS and they're all over the place, it's really important to just get in tune with your womb in that area. I used to get chronic yeast infections and I knew every single time and the doctor would be like, are you sure? Like, and sure enough, it would come back as a yeast infection. And this is because I spent time getting to know my body. I knew the different fluids. I knew the signs of when I was getting a yeast infection. This is so good to know. Number two, self-pleasure builds self-trust. As I mentioned earlier, you're building trust with your body. You're exploring your body. You're in your body. Like for once, you're taking Maybe it's not an hour, maybe it's just five minutes, but you don't want to rush self-pleasure also. It's not like masturbating where you're like, oh my God, I'm just doing this for pleasure. It needs to be over in like five minutes or whatever. Like I only have, this is like dedicated self time for you. This is like if you're going to a doctor's appointment and it was an hour long, like you need to schedule that time in as self-pleasure. Number three, self-pleasure is a form of self-care. You are literally taking time to delicately worship your temple and learn more about your body. But this also includes rituals such as like a skincare routine that can definitely be just as pleasurable as feeling different parts of your body. So like I mentioned before, it doesn't have to be just to reach an orgasm. This is completely different. Number four, you have a different libido than your partner. Number five, you are in control of your own pleasure, not your partner. So this relates back to my podcast episode on communicating with your partner. This is really, really important to know that you are in control of your own pleasure. I have had so many friends and so many people come up and tell me like that was the worst sex ever. And I'm like, well, why? What happened? And they're like, because he didn't do this, this or that. And this is how I like it. 
Well, then you need to communicate that to your partner, but you're never going to know that until you explore your own body. And that's what happens when you do self-pleasure. So you're able to tell your partner like, hey, basically you're in control of your own body. So if you want to be touched somewhere else, then you need to voice that to your partner and you would know that. It's definitely a beautiful practice. So have fun being the free, wild, feminine, erotic energy that you are. Do not forget to grab my freebie. It's what goes on behind closed doors and it's a deeper guide to intimacy. You do not want to miss that. And thank you so much for joining me again. I appreciate all of you so much. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.